0: I was come to say no. Alright. Father, we thank you for your presence today. We thank you for your angels who are ministering to us. We thank you for your fire which is available to be anything that is not of you in us down in the mighty today, of Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the establishment of your world one more time. For we hear the voice and we follow after the spirit. Jesus mighty name. Amen. 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 The Lord says it is our month of being useful to God. So the thing for the month of August is useful to God. Useful to God. Useful to God. Alright, so I'm going to be teaching on useful to God. One. I got born again in JHS3 but before I got born again I was born in a family who are Christians you know uh, you know if you are an individual in Ghana and you are not necessarily born from the north you will not consider yourself to be a Muslim you automatically consider yourself to be a Christian even though not everyone who is from the north is a Muslim so so long as I am not from the north in that perspective I considered myself as a Christian even though I hadn't received Christ as my Lord and personal saviour. There are many people who are disguising themselves as Christians, moving to churches, going to churches and doing things, dressing, having pictures, calling themselves as Christians and yet they are not Christians because they have not actually received Christ as their Lord and personal saviour. But they consider themselves as Christians because they are born from a Christian family. The salvation of your mother doesn't cover your salvation, doesn't cover you. The salvation of your parent doesn't cover you. So I thought I was an Christian but I was doing other stuff. So I was dancing. I was a dancer in JHS. <laughs> I was a rapper equally. Many people did not know that I was only doing it in school. I'm not saying dancing is wrong. I'm not saying rapping is wrong. But to many people don't know. If you see me in town at that time, I'm very very reserved, very very quiet. So you will not know. But when I go to school. My classmates know <laughs> when we go to other schools for battle, they know, but when I come home, I'm different. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, so we used to do a lot of battles in school, we used to do a lot of rap battles in school. Uh, my school against uh, Baolishi, JHS, uh, my school against uh, adenta We did a lot of battles and I was so instead of meeting in class, my friends and I will move to go and do battles and all that. But then you know there is something that is attracted to those kind of things when you are in school. There are people who are attracted to dancing and rapping. You know, if you are in SHS, those people have a lot of fans and have a lot of people around them. So I wasn't rolling with my age mates or my colleagues, I was rolling with my seniors, I'm talking about both male and females. And uh-huh, to the point where even seniors want to beat me because, you know, they do girl, so to speak. I'm saying these things because, whilst going through all these things, I thought I was already learning, to, so what are you going to tell me? I do all these things but I still pass my exams. I, I take money that way to school and then I'll not enter school, I go and go and do, we'll go and have uh, rehearsals for our dance competition, and then we move to... (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay. And then there was a guy that came to our school to write a BBC, whose name was Davis. The guy was intelligent, very intelligent. He can equally draw. I am also intelligent. I can equally draw. The guy was speaking to me about Christ. I said, ah, what are you talking to me about? Both of us do the same thing. So, like, what is different? What is going to push me to really, um, be serious as you are telling me to be because I'm a Christian. I don't have to do more. I'm a Christian. I wasn't speaking in tongues, though, know, but when people go for SU and they are speaking in tongues, I laugh at them. You know, I, I found it funny. I thought they were acting up. But this guy said, I didn't know he was a dancer then. So this guy said, When Karnasius is the out he's going to have a dance battle with me. If he battles me or he wins the battle, then I should give my life to Christ. That was the agreement. And in those days, when you and I are having the battle, you will dance. I will replicate your dance and give another move. And you equally have to replicate if you are not able to replicate it, I have won the battle. But there are some aspects of the dance in JHS where even if you are winning and it's in my school, and my school is giving me fans, I have won. <laughs> okay. So then it was not about fans, it was about being able to replicate the move. So we did. I started, he replicated, he gave, we gave back and forth, back and forth. And the guy gave me one kill. I can never forget. His leg crossed like this. He bent down, this leg touched the floor, and then he got up again and tilted himself. I don't know that move. But since I saw it, I felt like I can't even do it. So I knew what he did. goodness. <laughs> I, I put my leg there, went to the floor, I couldn't get up again. <laughs> so automatically, he had won the battle. So then, then, I had to give my life to Christ. Now, this is the catch: when I gave my life to Christ, there and there, at that same moment, I went with him to classes to go and evangelize. Because I had the word in me already. Come, on, I'm from a Christian. Home, I go to church every time. I know the word of God, but I wasn't so much deeply in God. I did to understand what it really is to obey the will of God and to disobey the will of God. But it is normal. You can be a Christian, and still live your life anyhow. But then, after receiving Christ, the guy began to teach me and I began to humble myself in his feet to learn. And he was teaching me. I was that same day I went to evangelize. But guess what? People were telling me that like, I am not fit to preach the gospel. They said I am not worth it. Is it just small who is it no really preaching? Like they're shocked, they're surprised, they're shocked. To a point where a classmate of mine told me that even if he sees me heal the sick or even raise the dead, he's not going to believe that I'm a man of God. Notice <laughs> how intense my life was in Jesus that a colleague can see me and say like, even if he sees me raise the dead or him the sick, he will still not believe that the man of God. But you see what I am very grateful to God for is the fact that God is not a man. I believe that God can use anybody he wants to use because if God can equally use me even though my past is not that worse. But I have seen people that the Lord has used through me to be able to bring them to a place of perfection, a place of ascension where where they were and where they are now, it can only take God. On because what they were involved in and what the Lord has brought them to be, it can only take God. On. So I look at them and they say I am not worthy to preach the gospel. I cannot be a man, of God. I cannot be a pastor. Perhaps I am doing it because I'm come to write B C. You know when I come to write B.E.C., I come to write Wasi, people begin to give their life to Christ because they they want to pass. So my colleagues thought that it was one of those things. But thank God, God is not a man. You see, God calls you and He qualifies you. But when man wants to call you and when man needs you for something, what men do is that they look at your qualification first. They look at your competence first before they call you for a job or they call you for something. But what God does is that he doesn't look at all those things. What he looks at is his ability to be able to qualify you. So even when you are not worth it, even when you are not qualified for it, he gives you his competence and his competence makes you qualify for that job. Unlike men, that when you are going for a job to be able to market in a company, he asks you how many years of experience do you have, uh, which school have you attended, like how many certificates, or what voluntary activity have you involved yourself in. God doesn't concern Himself with all those things. He gives you all those competence, all those qualifications, and He puts you on the job. He gives you the abilities, He gives you the talent, and then He puts you on the job. So, there are many of us who may not see ourselves to be qualified for a particular role to be given by God and yet God himself is not looking for you to seem to have be too qualified. He he doesn't want you to pretend for him to be able to use you. See, there are many of us who are involved in things and yet we pretend to be Christians, we we pretend to be holy, we we pretend because of men to, to to be the best of Christians, the best of righteous people on earth and yet we are struggling within us and yet God is not searching for us to pretend. He wants us to come as we are so that he can qualify us and put us in the place that we must be put in. If we continually pretend to be who we are not, we will end up meeting some particular people and then the demons in death worship us. Just like the disciples and some other people who went to. Pray for the people who are possessed and they said, come out in the name of Paul come out in the name of Jesus in whom Paul preaches and the demons began to shake them Paul I know, Jesus I know, who are you? so when we begin to pretend to be who we are not to make people feel like we are this person we will end up putting ourselves to shame because we will end up saying things that God has not said who will end up doing things God has not said and there are some other people who feel that they they, they don't steal in their life that they, they have come in, they have not stolen before so they are righteous they have not committed abortion before, they are righteous they, 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 they haven't fornicated before, they are righteous they, 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 they haven't lied before, they are righteous they haven't done unwrapping before. They are righteous. They are not gays. They are not homosexuals. They, they are not lesbians. They are righteous. We begin to quantify our sins and then assume that because someone seems to be doing something different from what we are doing, they are the worst of sinners. Because someone is smoking and I don't smoke, he is the worst of sinners. He might not be smoking but I might be lying. We are all sinners. But the fact that we are doing different things doesn't mean that we are not sinners. My goodness. And this is what the Lord calls it. He calls it, it is a filthy rack before me. All those pretense that we pretend that to live a life of holiness, a life of righteousness, a life of perfection that is dependent on him rather than dependent on self. He calls it what futile rack before him. He says our self righteousness is like a filthy rag before him. It is not that God doesn't want us to live right. It's not that God is not happy that we live holy. But the fact that we are pretending in what we are doing. Do you understand what God you want yes, All right. Thank you very much for joining me on that. Muslim people tend to create sin. Yes. So assuming. You know, we know some who is one, is two. do not want to use, sorry for my choice of words. we use one is to Into, let's say, prostitution. Mm -hmm. Or who jumps from one man to the other. And let's say, a a guy who jumps from one lady to the other, you tend to, you know, see that person very sinful. To someone who, it is, own you know, he doesn't, let's say, he usually steals online. Or he usually, uh, how do I do this? Maybe back home mm-hmm. he, he, he steals from some experiments. You know, initially bread is quite different. Yeah. There may be this this type of sin is quite a than this. Yeah. So but, thank you, Bradman for, for training well, they are all filthy rights before God. They home. are all filthy rights before God. You see, there's sometimes where because we are trying to uh measure sin, we we, we, we end up losing the fact that they are all safe. So we see something to be normal and we see others to be abnormal. So if I do this one, oh, it is normal. Everyone lies Everyone says they are awakened when they are bathed. It, 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 see, it seems to be normal. <laughs> it seems to be normal. It seems to be normal. But that same person who avoided lying on the way we we'll see someone hitting a lady's ass and say why are you doing do that we we'll see someone shouting on the road and insulting, or some, a driver insulting another driver they say why are you doing that you shouldn't even talk. Like, you just also finished lying some people have even seem to be normal that they can even be in a trotsky and be lying they can be in a trotsky and they may be in second trust you, and they will say more labor more, and here, And people in the car will think at you and look at you and they will just smile. But you see, it is even normal. It is normal. If there's no traffic, say so there's traffic at you know It has become normal to us. Some things have become normal to us. And that's why we fall a lot of corporate to these things. It is normal that when you are dating, you do something. It is normal. It, it has become the norm. That if you don't even do it, you are seen to be wrong. Now, if you are even a virgin, it's a problem. If you tell someone you are a virgin, they don't even believe. <laughs> that is the truth. But that is not supposed to be the case. Virginity is supposed to be celebrated. But now, if, if we should even say, hey, who is a virgin? And a person stands up, or people stand up as virgins, he went hey. This number of years we didn't even sure. <laughs> and, and they don't want to chip in and the see. They don't believe. Why are we making sin to be glorified? That our state of holiness. Why would we glorify virginity? That. Glorify immorality when we begin to pretend about who we are, the Lord sees it as filthy rags before him. He wants you to live a life of righteousness where your righteousness is dependent on him. God depended on self that the fact that you were not able to do ABC is not because you are strong, not because you are disciplined, but because he God is the one who helps your infirmity. When I begin to say that as for me, I don't steal, because in my family we don't steal. When I begin to boast of that fact, begin to boast of my own discipline, begin to boast of my own strength and how. I was brought up at home. Then he sees it as a filthy rack. Because that discipline is not of him. And anything that we seem to have ascribed to ourselves, which is not of him, he sees it to be filthy rack. He wants our righteousness to be of him, not of our works. It is not that he is against our right living, but our right living must be enabled by the Holy Spirit. There are other people also who, because they see themselves in court as men, they fall here and there, they, they, they get depressed, they are in pain, they are hurt, they are confused, they are insane and they feel that because of their sin, because of how they are falling, because of their shortcomings, God doesn't need them anymore. God will not be able to use them anymore. And when things are going wrong in their life, they begin to ascribe it to the sin that they have committed. When God Himself has let it go, long ago. Instead of us wallowing in our sin and crying in our sin and trying to remain in our sin because we felt before we like God doesn't need me anymore. Even when the church knows about this thing I have done, the church is not going to see me the same way anymore. And you want to now believe in that sin. You will destroy your life. You will destroy the plans God has for you when you continually live in your sin and live in your shortcomings because you think God is not in need of you anymore. He says he even leaves the 99 and he follows after the one who is missing. So if you are that one who is missing, the Lord will leave the 99 people. Imagine the whole heaven rejoicing about you being saved. That the people who are already in heaven. It is like right now we have left us in the big issue and we have a new person. And I'm beginning to be so nice with the new person. And the only person. I said, you read right. fear. Yeah, you want to die when you read fear. It's possible. to. That is how even heaven does it. Heaven leaves the 99, still care because you know that the 99 are already secured. And goes after the one that is not secure. The one that is missing. So, if God can leave the 99 and come up by you, the one, why will you decide to live in that sin? Why will you decide to waddle in that problem? Why will you decide to say, people don't understand me? And so, you decide to live in that way. When you can come out of it. There is a song that says, and No shadow you will light up, mountain you will climb up, coming after me. No, no, you will kick down, lie you will tear down. Come in Afghanistan. See, there is no shadow he won't write up. There is no mountain he won't climb up. As a matter of fact, he even made a mountain. So, he can just move it for you to even just come to him. So, why would we try to focus our attention on how to get closer to Christ than to pretend to be who we are not? Just like I was saying, when I was in JHS, I could go out and do stuff in school, but when I come, I'm a different person. Like some of us, we are living two different lives. When we come to the ministry, when we come to church, we are noted for ABC. But when we are home, when you come to church, you speak to Bishop nicely. But when you are home, you speak to your mother, you speak to your parents, you speak to your siblings, anyhow. But like even if they tell Bishop that this is what you do, Bishop will not even believe it. We are living two different lives. When we are still Christians. We, we, we are Christians, but we are supposed to lord over sin, and yet we are asserting our sins. Paul was very, very public about his sin. He says that there is an enemy in his flesh, there is a thorn in his flesh that is buffeting him. But what will Christians want to do now? They want to cover up their tongue, they want to cover up that thing, that sin that is worrying them so they can look for That to break it out to seek for help. There are many of us here struggling with one thing or the other, and yet we decide to rather cover it than to seek for help because of what the way bishop will see. Okay, they capture now. And yet we are struggling. You prefer not to tell Bishop that to die insane, that to struggle insane, than to seek it to be normal. Like how they were defending here in the debate. Man cannot stop saying. Another man said, Man can stop saying. All of them know what they are saying. <laughs> they know where they're talking from. But the Lord has created us as men, yes, fine. He knows that we're saying in the word world, yes, fine. But then, as Mr. Biden has said, He has given us an ability to be able to live about it. So, it may look as though Asian nations are quite vocal in laying down their point, but what then is the truth? <laughs> the truth is that men can stop sinning. Men can, if man wants to stop sinning, not because he wants to stop, but because he needs to stop. He has to stop because of his relationship with Christ. The enabling of the Holy Spirit in man can enable the man to stop sinning. But you see, we have lived in sin so much that we are made to believe that man cannot stop sinning. Then why are men of God sent to you to perfect you for what? What then is perfection? We can stop sinning. According to the word of the Lord. Not according to our feelings, not according to what society says. But according to what the word of the Lord says. And as the word of the Lord has put it down, he can give the enabling our ability. What does the Holy Spirit come to help us in? He helps in our infirmity. He helps in our sin. He helps us, not to help us to continue to sin, but to help us to come out of sin. Because there are many times, whatever sin you commit in your own way that God will speak to you not to do it. But you know it is because of your inability to control your cravings, inability to control yourself. And then boom. you go still, you go lie, you, if we can stop pretending as Christians, we, we will all make it to heaven. And that is why Eden said that the judgment or rapture will start from the church. Then we will see a lot of people who are pretending, because even when rapture happens, there are never God that will not make it. Scripture has not me. The scripture has put it down. There are men of God that want to make it because they are living a life of pretense. I was telling you about how that men of God are going to change and going to come out to even publicly state that they are gays. It's already happening. This week, if you watch uh UTV news, they made a news about a pastor sodomizing a six-year-old kid. What, what what will trigger a pastor? Not, let's just say not anyone. You see, you people expect more from pastors. But right? a pastor is only audience that pastor here. Yeah, closer okay, to, go. yeah, to God. Yeah. <laughs> more closer to God. What about you? What <laughs> <laughs> to God too, As a Christian. But you see, you see, like when they talk a, a pastor, and people begin to wonder why one will come into a pastor. It's not like you even going to give a woman to a man, a young boy, a, a pastor. What is the generation turning to? So that pastor has, is a pastor and yet was struggling with that thing and still on Imagine the number of people now will not go to church because of what they have heard. Imagine the number of people now will not bring their kids closer to the man of God to also guide them because another pastor has solemnized someone's child. When Jesus said, Let the children come to me. And all the men of God should allow children to come to them and love the presence of children. But when parents are bringing their children to you, they cannot. Sure us that nothing will go on. Why? We are living a life of protest. So this one doesn't even only go to the members or citizens, but it goes to us even as pastors. There is a need for us to live a clear life. A plain life, not a life of protest. Being professional is different from being a pretender. Are you here with me? For instance, Quickly, you want to cut my hair and congratulate Miss up from passing out as uh, from the Ghana Police Service. All right. So she, she's been away for about six to seven months now um, at the police, Ghana Police Service and now she's passed out and now she's with us. But you see, she is a professional police woman. But she is not wearing her uniform, she is wearing another uniform. Is she pretending to be a policewoman or not she's not pretending she's just in a different clothing but when she is not a policewoman and she begins to put on the attire as a policewoman she's beginning to disguise herself and then she can even be arrested for that she can be prosecuted for that this is what is happening when we begin to pretend to be christian that we are not when we begin to pretend to be holy that we are not And we try to be professional with our holiness, professional pretenders, the enemy will ship us in our closets, and when it is time for us to make it to heaven, we will be arrested into hell. Why? Because we are living a life of pretenders, we bear the name Christians. But do not bear the mark of Christ. And so, even though we have, you can put a whole tag upon your body that I am a Christian. And when rapture takes place, you will still remain with that tag here. Yeah. Because you don't bear on you the mark of Christ. You can go and do embroidery, print an attire. Christ, 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 anywhere. You can print your body Christ, Christ, and the rapture will take place and you still not make it. Because God is not looking for pretenders. You see, these messages come as a caution to us as Christians. That we should take heed. And you see, as we are taking heed at this moment, many people are making decisions in their mind. They will not do this, they will begin to put these in place. But you see, the moment they leave here, Understanding things are taking place. Why? Because they are in the moment and under the euphoria of the presence of God. But the moment they leave this euphoria, they are not able to harness their own presence because they have lived lives of pretense for quite a long time. That to be able to change that habit, changing it becomes a difficult. And then they begin to accept it is normal because every time, Father, forgive me. I won't do it again. Thirty minutes. same thing. Oh. But day is when we have to come to the Lord and tell Him, I have more no than a song. Today, I brought myself. I am your sacrifice. I have more than a son. Today, I brought myself. I brought myself. myself. I am your sacrifice. Am you see, there are days where the Lord wants us to present ourselves and tell us, tell Him to receive us as a living sacrifice. Not a death sacrifice, not a pretending sacrifice, but a living sacrifice acceptable before Him. He wants us to present ourselves. Present ourselves. But what do we present? We are going to present to the Lord, Father, I need this breakthrough. But sometimes the breakthrough in your life is that sin that must stop, that secret sin. The breakthrough sometimes is that secret sin. Because if that secret sin is able to end, there are many garb and loopholes the enemy can never pass through again in your life. But now the enemy has legitimate right to enter into certain areas of your life because of that sin. The devil will not touch you illegally. Let me tell you the truth. The devil will not touch you illegally. For the devil to come close to you and begin to touch you, he has legal rights, And that legal right might have been given to him by you, intentionally or unintentionally, by words, by actions, by many things. The devil, as we call him, is wise. He is an old servant. Scripture says he is wiser than even the children of God. (laughs) Not me, Scripture. So, when we try to outsmart the devil with our own carnal mind, he even outsmarts them more. But when we use the wisdom of God, we can't be able to outsmart him. We can only be smarter than the devil when we walk by the wisdom of God, which God has given to us free. Because even the wisdom of man is the foolishness of God. Imagine God saying that the Lamborghini we see, the iPhones we see, which seems to have presented that men are wise, the planes we see. It seems to say that man, the architecture designs. Hey, is this a man that did this thing? How did a man create light? What did they bring together? We think that is wisdom. God sees a love. Because what God has demonstrated is foolishness. I'm not saying God is a fool. That's not what I'm saying. Don't get me wrong. But the foolishness aspect is the playful aspect of Christ. This is Christ playing with gadgets. He gave us the model of mansions. When you see his father's house, there are many mansions. Everything we see here, there are models in heaven. I was surprised to even know that there are models of cast in heaven. I don't know how to say this, you see. Because I don't want to touch some emotions or something. Doctrines. Some people think that so long something is not written in the Bible, is not there. And yet, what is written in the Bible was an experience that men of God don't equally had that they wrote. So, the experience they did not have that they did not write doesn't it mean it's not there. You will, will be surprised to go to heaven and even see a model of cars. to talk too much about it but one day the Lord showed me three specific cars that are, that are in heaven, and they were closer in the clouds, and my head was just not kind of direct. I didn't understand what He was trying to show me because I thought, does it mean I should own the car, or if I'm going to own the car, it's just these three cars I'm supposed to own? I was asking so many questions until He revealed to me what really those cars meant. The mode of trans- the mode or the mode of transportation in heaven is not only teleportation. We will cruise in heaven. We will cruise, yeah. but I pity those who know it because they live a the life of regrets, that to seek for help. One way or the other, all of us need help. Your problem on this earth is not only financial. There are many problems you have than being financially. Unstable and you need to accept it and seek for help. Don't glory in it. Don't pretend and cover it up. Seek for help. Tell someone seek for help. Stay. The the other day Jesus Christ was with someone with the disciples and he took a detail and scripture says he went through Samaria. And when he went through Samaria, he got by the well and sat there and met a Samaritan woman. The story is well known to you. And when he met the Samaritan woman, scripture said Jesus Christ asked the woman for water. And the woman said, Custom and tradition doesn't permit me to give you water or to throw water from the well to you. And Jesus said that if you know the person who is asking you for water, you will actually tell him to give him fuel you. And he will fill you with water that you will not taste anymore. But after Jesus had that conversation with that woman, he began to prophetically minister to the woman. Oh my goodness. Jesus was telling the woman about her current state and was telling the woman how that she hasn't been favored when it comes to love. She she hasn't been getting the right partner or she hasn't been getting it right at all. And her relationship, her love life seems to be like a failure. She moves from one man to another man because love is not working for her. It's not that she is a prostitute. But she will enter into a relationship, it doesn't work. She needs to go to another relationship. And then it's not working for her. To an extent that the one she is even with is not even a husband, someone else's husband. So she's become excited. To top it all, this man, is this woman came to the well because of this same man. He was singing with someone's husband and you are now also doing house chores. You are coming to fetch water for the person. You, 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 you are not shy. You are coming to the public space, and everyone knows that you are taking the water to someone's husband's house. Such audacity that we are in a compound house, and are married, and side chicken come. And come to do the work and come and sweep the house, and neighbors can see that this is a side chick. And the side doesn't care. That is how some of you don't care about your sin. Some people are pretending, some people don't care. This is who I am. They are proud thieves, they are proud liars, they are proud fornicators. But you see, what happened there was that the same sin that this woman was committed was the same thing that drew her closer to Christ. Your sin, your pain, your challenges, your bondage, your depression should not take you away from Christ. You should rather draw you closer to Christ. So, the fact that you are battling with a particular aspect of your life doesn't mean you stop church. Doesn't mean you don't go to church. Doesn't mean you don't sit for Christ. Doesn't mean you don't pray. It means you should rather pray more. And when this woman encountered Christ, moving from a side chick, the Lord used her to become an evangelist. It doesn't matter what you are involved in. If God can use a side chick, God can use you. Just like you say, at least I've not been a side chick before but God can use you. I said God can use you. If you don't believe God needs you, I want to tell you that God needs you. God can use you just as you are. If God doesn't need you, by now you are dead. Your existence is a sign of the fact that God still needs you. God still needs you to accomplish something. That is why he has still allowed you to live on earth. When your spirit departs from your body, a sign the enemy's agenda it is a sign that the Lord says that He is done with you on earth. But if you are still alive on earth, it is a sign that God is still in need of you. Tell someone God is still in need of you. God is still in need of you. God is still in need of you. God can still use you. God can still use. You no matter what you find yourself in. You see, God may not use you as a pastor. He may not use you as an evangelist as He used used this woman. But God can ordain you in a different field, in a different office to propagate his mission, to propagate his gospel in a different way. God can use you as an accountant. You don't necessarily have to be ordained as a pastor, as an apostle. He can use you in any way he wants to use you. You must be willing and available you must be willing and available after paul encountered christ if paul was not willing to be used by christ he would have gone back to his old ways again but after paul encountered christ he he he, he wanted to do the work some. he could have gone back and still be a persecutor of christians but he wanted to change so no matter whatever it is if god is going to use you you must be willing and you must be available you must be willing and you must be available tell someone you must be willing and you must be available if you are not willing God cannot use you because he, even though he can superimpose his will upon man's will he respects respect you to have your will he, he, he will not invade your will just like that he will not invade your will just like that he has given you a will for a reason so you must be willing to be used and that willingness to be used is your availability. You can't say, Father, I want you to use me and every day I'm busy. How is he going to train you and use you? You want God to use you. He, can't, he must fill you first before he uses you. If not, you will be a tight bomb. But you are not available to be filled. And you want him to put you on, on a big stage. You will destroy it. You are not prepared for it yet. You are not prepared, you are not available for the preparation. The other day scripture says that the Lord gave instruction to Samuel to anoint a king for Israel from the house of Jesse. And Samuel went into the house of Jesse to anoint a king as the Lord has instructed him. And when he entered into the place, Jesse brought out all his sons who he ceased to be worthy and befitting for the kingship for the throne. And they all went down. And scripture says, as, 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 as Samuel began to move towards all the sons and all the people who were seen as worthy and the favorite of their father, the oil was frozen. The oil for, for them to be anointed as king and be used by God was frozen. And the Lord says, all these people are qualified by men but they are unqualified in my sight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he says the one that I'm searching for is not even in the house. Neither is he even in the desert. But he is he is behind the desert. And he sent for David to be called. Oh my brother. When David came, scripture says that the oil of that seemed to have been frozen, when the oil was in the jar and it was supposed to be poured on the other people. The oil was frozen. This same oil, but when the oil was taken upon the heart of David, the oil began to boil. Yeah, and the oil dripped upon David, and he was anointed king over Israel. You see, it doesn't matter how far you have gone in sin. You, 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 you may not be, you see, you, it may seem like you are not worth to even hold microphone and preach in church. It may seem like you are not even worth to hold microphone and do panel discussion in church. It doesn't matter how far you have gone. It doesn't matter where, where you have gone to. It doesn't matter the family you are coming from. You may not be the favorite of your parents. You may not be the favorite of society. You may not even be the favorite of your pastor. But what is certain and sure is that what matters is God can qualify me. God can give me his competence. God himself will anoint you for that purpose. No matter wherever you are, no matter how far you have gone from God, he can bring you closer and anoint you for that, for that purpose. But there is a need for us to stop pretending. The brothers were pretending to be the people who are, to, who are qualified to be kings. And yet, you know, when they stood that the Lord saw them to be protected, they were not qualified to be kings. When it was time for them to even fight the battle against Goliath, where were the brothers? They didn't show up. And yet they were disguising as king. Even so, who was even king then? He couldn't even do anything until someone who is the real king. Yet not in the kingship clothing. Yet not on the throne yet, came out and fought the battle. You may not be the president of Ghana right now. It doesn't mean you are the president. It's just a matter of time. You may not be that business mogul now. It may not seem like you are a business mogul. It may not look like it. You may not be wearing that that branded clothing that will make you look like a business mogul. But it's just a matter of time. That God will bring you from the back of the desert. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Are Christians here at all? It may not seem like you can stop sinning. It may not seem like you can live right with God. But it's a matter of time. As we yield ourselves to the Lord, the oil will begin to be boiling upon us. And no man can, his, can deny us that day that will be ordained. Oh, yeah. I said, No man can deny us. Not even your pastor can deny you. Amen. Not your parents can deny you. Amen. But God, when it is time, He Himself will cause the oil to be boiled upon you. Amen. Today you may look even to your spouse, you may look to, to to your friend, you may look to 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 your mother, your parent, as though you are good for nothing. You may look as though you are useless to society. But let me tell you, there is a day coming, which is not far from now, Amen. Where the oil is boiling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when, when. David was behind the desert. He did not even know of someone that someone is coming to anoint him. You may not know the day God is going to anoint you for that purpose, the day God is going to give you that exposure. But what I know is that God has sent a man with an oil who is coming. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. The good thing about this is that the man who is coming to anoint you for that purpose, for that exposure, for that glory, may meet other people. I'm not the wings but the good thing is that the oil in the jar will be frozen. If I meet Pastor Paul and it's not him, the oil will be frozen. If I meet Mr. Biden and it's not heat, the oil will be frozen. But if I meet Mr. Angie and it's heat, the oil will begin to burn. So everyone have their jar of oil. If your friend's jar of oil is boiling, allow them, allow them, allow them. Your time of boiling will come. When your oil is boiling, I no one can stop it. I may not be the favorite of my parents. I may not even be the best student in my class. But all I know is that the Lord will anoint me with oil. And my cup will run over. For surely goodness and mercy will follow me. Not some of the days of my life, but all the days of my life. The oil of God is boiling. It was it was this same God that decided the anointed Savior Jesus Christ will be born from a bloodline of a chronic humanizer and a murderer, David. It is the same God. Do you think it's not wise that He will choose that the great great grandfather of Jesus Christ will be a murderer, will be a chronic humanizer? To even extent that the other great great grandfather is also a prostitute. A prostitute womb maybe have committed several abortions. Let me tell you, God can still use that your womb. Ah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. God can still use that your womb to birth that anointed Savior. Oh. Imagine how happy the mother of Abu come if she was alive. She never thought or she would never think that a son is going to be president of a nation. Imagine how your parents are going to be proud of you when they see when the Lord has taken you to. <laughs> when they give it back to you, just like Jesus, you may, well, you may have been given back to in a danger. Maybe for you, when you were going in the car, that was when you were born. Maybe for you, you were born in the house. You were not born in the hospital. But what is certain is that even though my birth may not look as though I'm going to be someone great, what I am concerned about is what God has said about me. And the oil that is boiling towards me, I said the Lord has sent someone to you and someone will appear before you and will anoint you for that purpose. It may not necessarily be a man of God that will do that. It may be someone else that the Lord has ordained for you. He would. All that anointing is just leading you to acknowledge you to someone. Fifty percent of the job that people get nowadays is not by application, it's by recommendation. Statistics say it. Sometimes, what the thing that will make you blow is someone holding you and saying, I know this guy, I know this lady, and they can vouch for you. And by just that, you have blown. You have blown. The Lord is causing the oil to come. Amen. Your someone is coming with the oil. Amen. Your day of exposure is coming. Amen. It may even look like a dream to you personally, personally yourself. You know, you may be declaring, hey, Amen. know your vision, but you may think, hey. Can it really be possible? I tell you, God is able to help your unbelief. But there is a need for us to live in the right life that the Lord has called us to live in. Not to pretend to be who we are not. I don't care who you are, whether you're auntie, your sister, born one, born two, born three, born eight, born five. I don't care. All I know is that God can even make that born one, born two, to marry again. God can anoint a person or a man for that person. Uh, Joseph is not the father of Jesus, but God Himself anointed Joseph for Mary. I'm not in any way saying when people one I'm not in any way saying when. Well, no, no, But I'm saying that even if you were in that situation, God can anoint somebody for you there is no need to wallow yourself in depression and to kill yourself like, hey because i have this one i cannot marry you again people are seeing me hey god will anoint someone for you yeah. Oh, yeah. some people say this person has that ble- can i get a person that is good like this person or better than this person maybe i'm not married okay they are no okay. Yeah. Ah. and god looking at you and god is loving because he has appointed somebody for you. When Mary thought that Joseph would not marry her again, when Mary thought nobody is going to marry her, the Lord Himself sent an angel to give a message to Joseph: You cannot leave this one. Go to her. This is your wife. Marry her. For all you know, God is already showing your pictures, videos of you to someone, and you are here declaring you are marry her again. But ching ching, uh, I'm searching, I'm not finding. Allow God fight for you. Allow God fight for you. Tell someone, allow God fight for you. Allow, allow God, God fight for you. Fight. Sometimes you need to stop that link me, link me, link me. You see someone's post, link me, link me. They have linked you for so a very long time. It's not very. <laughs> You need to to learn to depend on the Lord. For he has anointed someone for you. What baffles me every time I read the scripture when I get to the book of Genesis where the Lord begins to speak about Abraham and Sarah. Sarah is number one, very sarcastic, or was very sarcastic. She was very disrespectful to God. She was equally barren. And yet, the Lord chose such a woman to be the mother of all nations. I'm just trying to make you understand that it doesn't matter what you are struggling with, God can still use you. Sarah had the audacity to laugh at God. Do you know who Sarah is? Maybe you don't read it well. A messenger, an angel of the Lord, came with a message from God that you, Sarah, will give birth. Did so so and so and so, and you look at the messenger of the Lord and you laugh at him She laughed at the messenger, she laughed at the message, and she's laughing at the person who is sending the message. She met Sarah had the audacity to laugh at God, to make mockery of God, of what God has said. She, she doubted what God said. I thought power, I know you are God, but this one I can't give it She doubted. And yet in that state of hell in that disobedience in that sarcasm in that bad sense of humor god still had mercy on her and still made her mother of many nations not mother of a nation but mother of many nations i know you can be sarcastic sometimes sometimes even all the time i know you can be disobedient i know you can be baddest i know you have done things people don't know about i know you have things you are struggling with but you see in all that, God is able to show you mercy. God is able to show you mercy. Amen. If God can use Sarah, God can use me. If God can use Sarah to be the mother of many nations, God can use me to be a father of many nations. I said, God can use me. Amen. <laughs> To a point where the Lord even used widows. Ruth 1, verse 19, where widows enter into Bethlehem, and scripture says the whole town was moved by these widows. Naomi and Ruth. How can they come from a family who have lost all their husbands? Naomi lost his husband, Ruth lost the husband, zebra also lost. How? It's like from the family, they, if they marry the family, they may die. And yet they enter into a city, and the whole city is moved by them. Ha, ya, ya, ya. Paul, Paul still said, The enemy is buffeting, There's a thorn in my flesh. But look at what he wrote in the scriptures. Look at what look at his accomplishment in the word of the Lord. Look at his accomplishment. No matter what you are struggling with, no matter the problems, there are still accomplishments to be able to accomplish. There are still trophies you can still gain from the Lord. There are things you can still achieve. Are you with me, somebody? Yes. They entered into a town and the town began to move. Then suddenly, Naomi the began to mentor Ruth. And Ruth, even though being a widow, became the first lady of one of the richest men in the Bible. Boaz. A widow. A widow. She married again. And this time, she didn't marry anyone, she married one of the richest at the time. I don't care what has left you, I don't care where you are. Eh? I don't care. But what I know is that God can appoint someone for you. Amen. Today we may be seeing you like this, but for all you know, tomorrow we'll be you first lady. Amen. First lady of the nation. Amen. Ah, is this not this person you we know? You <coughs> say our friend, how could he lie more? <laughs> <laughs> you may be seeing me here today. Listen to me. Take all the pictures you can take with me right now. Uh, take it. Take it. Tell someone, take the pictures you can take with me right now. Because the next time you see me again, the, see me again, see me again. The, oil the oil will boil you. You will need a plane ticket to be able to take a picture with me. My location has changed. My location has changed. Uh, Some of you don't know where God is taking here No matter how it delays, no matter how it delays, no, no matter how it seems as though you are struggling, no matter how it seems as though the things are not clear and people have gone ahead of you. You see, for David the people came ahead of him his brothers came ahead of him but at the end of the day it's not, it doesn't matter who have come ahead they are not worthy according to God they have, they have gone ahead they were presented they were well dressed David. they were well dressed presented in front to be to be anointed and yet still the anointing would not flow David who wasn't well dressed who was at the back of the desert dirty tendering for the sheep when he appeared his clothes did not matter his name did not matter. What matters is God has chosen him. Uh. You see, your name will not matter sometime to come. The dress you are well, wearing, where you buy it from, doesn't matter. Where you saw your dress from, doesn't matter. A day is coming. You will become the star. Ah. People will begin to copy your star. Amen. People will name their children after you. Amen. Ah, you don't know this. One day there was a lady that was struggling with childbirth, and she wanted the Lord to help her through me. And she began to speak to me. I said, no are we going to do? It, to pray? The Lord did it. That was a miscarriage. like, no, follow my instructions clearly. If the doctors give any medicine, don't take it. Okay. How will my husband take it? That they have given medicine for the husband to have? To, he's paid for it, and I don't want to take it. I said, don't take it. Follow my instructions. Now." Now now, now, now. And she said, up. I tell you, if I give birth, we didn't have that tool. You understand that? She's going to call the baby by my name. Ah. And this week it's going to be glorious. So I move from a place where it seems like my name. Was 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 nothing to a place where people deem me worthy to name their kids after me. I say to you, many people shall name their children after you. Amen. Amen. Not because your name is Vance, but because of your accomplishment. <laughs> Ooh. If you can only see where God is taking you. He won't let that sin to break you down. Come on, please have